Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Narrative Podcast. I'm your host, Satoko, joined as always by my co-hosts, Asaki and Lin, and today we will be talking about language. A good many of those who are brought up in multiple cultures speak more than one language. So in this episode, we talk about how language shapes our identity, shapes relationships with others, and the role it has played in our upbringing. So let's get straight into it. Okay, so yeah, we can go straight into languages. (laughs) Um, I feel like this topic is, I think, really interesting in the sense that I feel like it would be relatable to so many people, like even non-Asians as well. So like regardless of your ethnicity, if you are brought up in a culture that's different to your own, um, I think Mm. it's very relatable. But we've made some, we've got some questions that are also quite, Asian specific so I think it's a really fun topic and also one that um, I'm interested to hear um, you guys's experience with it but first things first I think the very like the starting point is um, what was your first language or what do you consider your first language Hmm. mine was Vietnamese Mm -hmm. um my parents spoke to me in Vietnamese, so I think the first language that I understood was Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. But um, I had older siblings as well, and they would speak to me in in English. And I remember my dad being like super strict and like you know he didn't want anyone to speak English when we were together, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But obviously, if my dad wasn't there, my my siblings would talk to me in English anyways. Mm-hmm. But I would yeah, I would definitely consider my first language um, as Vietnamese. And my second language that I learned was English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's the same with me as well. Yeah. Well, not Vietnamese, so... but Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Which then kind of, and Asaki, like you can um, ch- like give me, like talk about your experience in a bit as well. But uh-huh. would, has, has what you can, like has your first language changed since you learned? Like, so for example, like for me, my first language was Japanese because my parents were Japanese and I spoke Japanese at home but now I would consider English as my first language and Japanese as my second or like close second I see yeah Yeah. mine was mine would change as well I would say now my first language is English and my secondary language would be Vietnamese yeah Mm -hmm. what about so is first language is first language like your what you're more fluent in is that what we're going with then because I thought, no, so... I was thinking like maybe the first language is something like a language that you would speak without or, or as a baby or like an infant, like an infant, infants don't talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like the language that you speak like unconsciously, like the first like conversation that you would have like with your parents. But actually, you know, like what you said, Asaki, just now is really yeah. interesting. And I want to go into that in a bit as well. But mm-hmm. basically what I meant with the first language is basically what were what was the language that you first used to interact mm-hmm. with people, your parents probably. Yeah, so I think I, I'm pretty sure that it was Japanese because my parents um, spoke Japanese to me. But I did go to like preschool in America and I was just like thrown in there. And I so I was like exposed to English. So I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty like I... I I think I understood English, but there was no way for me to like output 
because my parents are Japanese, so I spoke most of the time in Japanese. But that definitely changed like back and forth because I moved to Japan. So like I only spoke Japanese for a few years and then I moved back to America and then I'm more fluent in English now. So just going back and forth. Mm. It sounds like we all have similar, quite um, similar um, upbringing in a sense of our first language would be, you know, the our parents' language. Mm-hmm. And then the secondary would be English. And as we've grown to be you know adults it's more it's flipped whereas we don't mm-hmm. really use we only speak that language to our parents i guess our family members mm-hmm. but our main language will be english so basically what's the language that you think in i think that will be your first language well that i think that's a bit difficult i think that i don't know if that's the first language i think it i think that <laughs> that goes main into language? like if you're native fluent or whatever because mm. i speak i speak japanese english and dutch but I, I think in all of those three languages like if really I'm, well, like if I'm having a conversation in each of the language I would be thinking in that language oh, okay. I wouldn't be right, like right, right. translating oh, like if I was interesting Dutch, I wouldn't translate English to Dutch or same with Japanese and English so yeah. like that but that that concept of like native and fluent mm-hmm. and yeah. working like is really annoying in a way because whenever you like you fill out a form and I've had it I've I've had that this experience sometimes where like because my nationality I put as Japanese it mm. doesn't allow me to put like English as my native language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would only be like fluent but I would consider my English as being native because mm-hmm. I would consider it like more than fluent so it's really mm-hmm. difficult and I wondered like what yeah like what do you guys consider your native language your fluent language is it the language that you think in like Lynn Mm -hmm. said or Mm -hmm. you know now I mine would probably still be English because even when I speak Vietnamese to my parents or my family members I think in my head in English and what I'm thinking is how what the word is in in Vietnamese I'll just translate it Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think in Vietnamese I'll think in English and I'll just try and translate it and it will just come out in Vietnamese Mm -hmm. So yeah, mine would still be English. Yeah, that's really. I think you would consider native language as just like what you're most fluent in currently, because you can change your your levels of mm. your mm. your fluency can change in a language. You know, like you can be, you can get better at a language if you use it more. Get worse mm. at it. What's if your you don't native like... language then? Right now would be English, mm-hmm. and I hope and I really wish my Japanese was. <laughs> <laughs> you know native level but oof, when yeah. I'm working I just feel like an idiot when I'm like not speaking fluently because my I don't know there's this whole thing with like Japanese language and like business settings yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. We can get I think my English too. yeah my 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 native will be English right now that's really interesting like because I think in English really- but I count yeah. in Japanese that's the funny thing I count in really? Japanese. And I catch yes. myself like it's counting so out loud easier. in Japanese. It's I don't so much know faster why. to count in Japanese. I don't know why. <laughs> what? Like to do my to do my times uh my multiplication, I do yeah. it in Japanese. Yeah. What? The number <laughs> stuff is in Japanese, but everything else is in English for me right now. That's really interesting. <laughs> I don't do that at all. Like, <laughs> at all. Just me, but but that's really mm-hmm. interesting, Asaki, that you say that 
your native language changes because like there's a part mm-hmm. of me that thinks that no matter how bad my Japanese is it's still mm-hmm. my native language because that's my nationality yeah and then like English is kind of an additional native language because I feel fluent in it like yeah. more than fluent mm-hmm. in it so I think that's really interesting because then if that was the case then I think I would also say that Japanese is not my native language at the moment or probably never will be <laughs> you know? um, yeah I think I just see it in that way because like I did recruiting and I have to like um like what is it I have to like uh like skill check people in their language so I always Mm -hmm. like I'm always looking at languages in in like a level like a not in terms of like their identity or anything more like just the language Mm -hmm. that they speak so like are they conversational level business level Mm -hmm. near native native level so I think that's just how I think right now because that's what I do at work but I mean that's probably right Uh, I I don't know if there's a right or wrong to it but like that's probably a very like nice way of doing it because you're not like you know putting someone in a box but um yeah so how old were you oh wait yeah how old were you when you learned your second language or do you remember learning your second language or your third language you know I literally I don't remember I think I have no idea how it happened I just I yeah just knew both languages for some reason because you yeah yeah, because like you went to like from the beginning your schools was Mm -hmm. like both of your schools was an English speaking school right yeah so how was that how do you like do you have any memory from like what like Um, how you felt when you were just like dropped in there I have no memory because I'm just like thinking about it with like my nieces at the moment Mm-hmm. and when she first went to school I'm like she doesn't know any English how's this gonna work how's she gonna understand mm-hmm. and she went for like I'm pretty sure she only went for like a week or two and then the national lockdown went in place so they pulled her out mm-hmm. but for some reason she knows things in English now I'm like what that was fast mm. she, was but she watches all TV, these right? yeah that's in true English. that's true yeah did you do that do you remember if you did that I don't remember because do you know what it is because like at the moment technology is so at more advanced than we were when we were younger so mm. you could actually easily just look up um cartoons that are in Vietnamese and my parents when my the kids are over my mom and dad would put like Peppa Pig but in Vietnamese and it's really funny in my opinion it's just <laughs> hilarious um it's so funny and uh, so yeah my parents would put Vietnamese Peppa Pig on um, but mm-hmm. they watch English ones at home in their house. Yeah. So yeah, mm. it's uh, I, I don't think we would have that at home growing up. For mm. me, I can't remember. I don't recall watching any Vietnamese cartoons, except for right. like I don't know, like my parents' Vietnamese films that they were watching. Mm-hmm. Was it like for so you? I don't recall. Was it like an environment where like at home it was strictly Vietnamese, and they would like your parents would leave kind of the learning of English just to school and like your friends outside of the home Mm -hmm. so Uh like you you didn't so you would you say that you didn't have any like exposure to English in the house apart from like your brothers and yeah so I think that would just be pretty much everything else other than speaking Mm. to my parents would be in English so you know watching tv speaking to my siblings um Mm -hmm. all of the products that we use obviously it's just all in English so I don't think my parents 
didn't really need to push me to learn English. It was probably mm -hmm. more of like preserving Vietnamese. Mm -hmm, so I, right. I know their language because it's not like I'm going out of my way to learn Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which means like from a, quite a young age, you were already aware that there were two languages that you had to like learn. Switch back and, and forth. Speak. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really interesting. But, that's really I cool. don't. I don't recall any of it but is not is that right. not how you guys feel as well though do you do you guys recall any time when you knew there was two languages or more? um i do because i was um so when i was when i was really young in i still wasn't living in japan but i was living in switzerland and like my parents would speak in japanese so I, i knew you? that there was like well I was born there so like zero zero to I think like two okay okay I feel um, like yeah so like I was aware but at the same time like so I was kind of I, I was hearing all these different um I only know this because like I've seen like videos tapes not you because you remembered I was about I to like, find that memory <laughs> no. I remember when I was um, born and they were speaking to me in English <laughs> <laughs> no but I like uh, so my parents would speak to me or like speak in Japanese to each other so like I, I was hearing Japanese there but then mm -hmm. my dad would be speaking um in English when people came over and my mm -hmm. mom would kind of sing like English nursery rhymes to me mm -hmm. and then but then if I went to the supermarket I would be hearing French and like all of the TV was in French Dang. so like I remember mm -hmm. and this is something I do actually personally remember like singing French nursery mm -hmm. rhymes as well as mm -hmm. English nursery rhymes as well as mm -hmm. kind of knowing that there was a language but to me like everything was the same so right. like I, yeah. I didn't know that there was a difference And then it was only when I came to, and then I came to Japan and then I went to like a Japanese like nursery and then I was like, okay, so this is Japanese. And at that mm -hmm. time, like I didn't really know any other languages, but my mom still read to me in English and my dad would listen to like English music. So I was kind of aware of that. Did they but... speak to you in English as well? Or they just like no. sang songs and read books to English? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, but okay. because of that, That's like when they when they said that when we were going to move to Holland I thought I was fluent in English and I was like oh yeah like to me like English was a language <laughs> that, like anything that wasn't Japanese for me yeah. was what English was so it was like mm -hmm. boop, 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 boop. and I was like oh that's English like I can speak it so well <laughs> and, and, and yeah and then I went to Holland and then I had to take English classes like ESL yeah which is English as a second language. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized <laughs> that there were, like, different languages. Mm -hmm. So so at what age did you, would you say you was aware then? Um, Zero. I think I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I was aware, I think, maybe when I was, like, four or five-ish when I moved to Holland, that there was, like, a completely different, like, completely new language that is called English that I didn't think was English mm -hmm. um and then I realized that I couldn't speak it and I had to learn how to speak it uh mm -hmm. which yeah so I, I how yeah. long did it take for you to like be fluent in it because I know if you're 
you know, young, it's easy for kids to learn English. Mm. So how long did it take for you to realize like, oh, I'm fluent in this language? Um, I remember I had to take ESL classes from uh, first grade through to second grade. Oh, is that wait, when you one, one to two years. Uh-huh. I guess. And that's when and they then, assumed that you were like okay without the classes and you were like Yeah, and then from third grade I didn't have to take ESL classes anymore. Mm-hmm. But okay. I don't remember what was being taught. Like I remember like we had to read a couple things. I remember we did like handwriting and like where to put commas and like full stops and stuff, but I don't remember yeah. like actually learning English. I have yeah. I took yeah, I took ESL classes as well and I I think I only took it for two years um but my my teacher was Spanish you know like it wasn't like we had other ESL students and they were all Spanish English speaking students Mm -hmm. so my teacher would try to um translate everything from Spanish or English to Spanish Spanish to English for them and I'd be like I don't know either of these languages how am I supposed to learn (laughs) I'm -hmm. just like stuck in the stuck in the corner I'm like trying to you know trying to learn but yeah um so were you like learning two languages at once maybe maybe (laughs) maybe that's why spanish is coming easy for me when i like started learning it in elementary school (laughs) (laughs) so how how old would you say you was aware then yeah um i feel like i have a similar experience to um with uh satoko because I was also really young. Um, I was born in America, so, you know, I think I heard Spanish. (laughs) I heard (laughs) English when um, I would go out in public, but my parents would speak to me in Japanese. And then I moved to Japan when I was three. So I wasn't like, you know, fully, I wasn't like speaking a language, anything by then. So I think before I started uh, speaking, I went to Japan and that became my, you know, my native language then. And that was the only language I spoke. Um, you know, I took English classes that they were providing in school. So that was like it, you know, and I wasn't like, I don't remember any English. I didn't, I know, I remember, I remember, um, like they would, my teachers would, would assume that I would know English. My English teachers in Japan would assume that I would know English. And I'd be like, no, I was like two. I don't remember anything. But I remember my mom told me that my first word was in English. And it was no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that is a good word to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so and then I moved to America when I was about nine knowing like nothing knowing no English at all and then that's when I started taking ESL classes and I think that's when I realized that I wasn't like uh, fluent in English and I was like I actually had to learn similar to what you were saying Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. how it's like there's more than one language and people can't understand what I'm talking about or what I'm saying mm. if I spoke in Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and I took ESL classes and I think by the time I was in like fourth grade, I was, uh, they told me that I didn't have to take ESL anymore. And I remember by then I was, 
um, I think I was about the same in terms of language skills, like same level for Japanese and English at that time. Mm. Do you know what、uh, I just realized? That both you and Ayasaki have had to take English as a second language class and then also like a special、oh、Japanese class. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. We're just not like, and, and, and like, you know, I think that's one of the difficulties with、uh, these like with all these languages is that you it's very difficult to be completely perfect in every single one because、yeah. you're constantly switching from one to the other. Like yeah, whether、same. it's you know communicating with your parents is different to communicating with your friends.、Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something that's like not as good as the other,、mm-hmm. you know? And I, I find that really. I, I, that's like a real difficulty for me. <laughs> the other、mm-hmm. week, I got like my dad got really mad at me, and he never gets mad at me, but he got really angry all of a sudden、um, because he felt that my Japanese was not to his expectation. And he was like, Your、mm-hmm. Japanese is really bad now. Like, why is it not like as good as it should be? And I was like, I don't、mm-hmm. know what you're thinking, but it's the level hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. But, like, there is, I think, an expectation, at least for me, clearly, there was an expectation that because I was brought up in a Japanese household, but also like in got, went to an Eng, like, English speaking school, that I have to, there's like an expectation of a high level for both.、Mm-hmm. That I find it extremely difficult to kind of uphold. But、mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Like, how do you, do you guys manage to? You know, keep a high level for both, or if not, like, how do you manage that? Have you kind of, you know, just let that go, let that slide, or is that like also a struggle that you <laughs> face? No, I just I just let it happen because I mean, I can't really, it's hard to like try to keep up a language if you're not like surrounded by it naturally. Because I know,、mm-hmm. like, when I was in Japan in college, I, I used more English. Then, because I was writing papers, taking classes in English. But now I work at a Japanese company in America. So I use more Japanese now than when I was in college. So I feel like my Japanese has like, improved, even though I'm in America, because、mm-hmm. I use it every day.、Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that my English is getting worse.、Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just、not. like you can never, you can never. <laughs> <laughs> it was always bad. No, but、um, yeah, I always see it. Like, I see my, maybe it's just in my head, but it's always like one is better than the other, or one is improving while the other one is like decreasing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm working, yeah, I'm working at a Japanese company in America. So I feel like I'm using more, or I am using more Japanese、um, than I used to when I was in Japan. So, my Japanese is definitely getting better. And I can, like, I can see that my Japanese is getting better. But I'm always so afraid at the same time that my English is getting worse because I'm not using it as much as I used to before. So, I'm always like struggling to see, like, or to, trying to make sure that they're both, like, you know, to a native level or like near a native level. But it's hard because you're not like exposed to it. What was the question, by the way? I forgot what the question、um, was. Oh, my. Well, it wasn't really a question. It was just like, 
you know, do have or you ever, you, handle... you know, whether it's just expectations of yourself to keep mm -hmm. both of the level, like the level of all your languages at such a high standard or, mm -hmm. you know, for me clearly, like I thought I was, but then it turns out that there was like also external expectations that, you know, I had to be mm -hmm. perfect for both. Um, do you, and you know, like fair enough because my parents have, you know, clearly shaped my like upbringing in a way that they thought would allow me to be you know be bilingual like perfectly bilingual um so you know I can kind of understand that if you know my Japanese is not up to scratch then they might be disappointed by it but I do think that it's an extremely high expectation to have and I was just wondering like if you ever felt that towards yourself or whether you felt that mm -hmm. from external like whether it's um family mm -hmm. or friends so um, I don't think like my parents had or well clearly growing up my dad my parents both wanted us you know definitely to be fluent in Vietnamese and I remember when I was younger as well we we got sent to like Vietnamese school on the weekends to like read write speak etc but like I just remember like not really taking it that seriously because mm -hmm. it was just like the the kid in me I was like why am I going to school when no one else is going to school just to learn Vietnamese so I didn't really take it seriously and even though that expectation was still there um I didn't yeah I just didn't really take it to heart or anything mm. um but like now I wouldn't say I think I agree with like Asaki it's probably more to do with like the demographics and what I'm surrounded around so like when I was in Vietnam I felt like I knew a lot more than I thought I did because I'll just use different words in different settings. Whereas like, if it's in a household, it's kind of like the similar type of conversation. So I just mm -hmm. thought I just knew what I was talking about anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think my, because my little brother, he doesn't really speak that much Vietnamese, but I don't think my parents are that bothered about it. They're kind of obviously upset about it, but there's nothing else they can really do. I think they did it as much as they could, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not actively like reading Vietnamese like yeah. newspapers or news or anything it's just I just use it in a family setting rather than anything else yeah mm. so I wouldn't say I have like business um level of Vietnamese I don't think I can go to work and speak Vietnamese does your, about work mm -hmm. stuff does your brother speak in Vietnamese with your parents he does, but he, his vocabulary is very limited. Yeah. So the conversation is just very on the surface. Yeah. Very, you know, when you first learn a language, mm -hmm. like, oh, what did you eat? I ate this. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. It's the same thing with my brother because they always have struggle like communicating because my English, or my English, my brother's um, way more fluent in, in English and mm -hmm. his in Japanese is like, I mean, he did go to um, Japanese school, but yeah he he was only like five when he left japan and he's been in america mm -hmm. since then so yeah it's i think it's really hard for him to like communicate with my parents yeah, yeah i have a similar type of um situation with my brother as well because mm -hmm. my parents wouldn't they don't know that much english mm -hmm. so then if you have parents that don't speak english but speak vietnamese and then the kid that speaks english but doesn't know vietnamese is only really really limited communication between the two mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
yeah when we're having like yeah. serious conversations like i have mm. to be in there as a translator like me this too. is what she said me too. this is what he said and yeah like, so yeah. like um so obviously i don't live at home at the moment mm-hmm. so like if my mom were to go to like the hospital or something i would have to go and translate yeah even yeah. though i don't live at home even though it sounds yeah. Even though it would just sound, and it would just be more practical if my little brother knew Vietnamese, he could just mm-hmm. go to see lives with my mom at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it would just be weird times now where, like, I get a phone call from my mom. She's like, I have no idea what he's trying to say to me. Mm. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then, like, they're both in the room, I have to translate. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. um, what happened the other day? The other day, I think my brother got a job, basically. And I was like, have you told mum? He was just like, no, not yet. And then I was just thinking, is it because he doesn't know how to say it in Vietnamese mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. But I had to literally, I was like, okay, give me the phone to mum. So it was just still, I still have to do this. Yeah. I was so used to when I was younger, like having to translate for my parents. I didn't think I would have to now translate for my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, this was actually one of the questions. So I might as well go on to that question now. Go for but it. basically, you know, do your parents speak English first of Mm -hmm. all and how has that affected kind of your perception on you know language and relationships and identity because I feel Mm -hmm. like for both of you from what I just heard um, you know you have siblings or you yourself also sometimes may have struggled I'm not sure um, because your parents may not be as completely fluent in English as you and then living in Mm -hmm. like an English speaking country how has that kind of yeah affected like your you guys's relationships or how, how you perceive language going into the future like maybe for your future families mm-hmm. or things like that mm-hmm. I think like growing up I kind of resented it I like was quite annoyed like I had to do all of this mm-hmm. and that they didn't know English because mm-hmm. you know I had like friends who you know their parents speak English and they could communicate with me and stuff so like let's say if it was like roles reversed, they wouldn't be able to speak, you know, mm-hmm. English to my friends. Mm-hmm. And then it was almost, I felt like embarrassed when I was younger as well. Like even in my, I'm pretty sure in my like young adulthood as well, I was quite annoyed. So when I, that's why I didn't really have friends over to my house as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember like this one time someone told me, um, one of my like, well, it's not a friend anymore, but a friend said, um, kind of like behind my back but it's like how embarrassing it is like that her parents don't know English kind of thing and I was like that's so offensive they said that to someone and someone told me about my parents and yeah I was just like it's clearly already like an insecurity and you just like really Mm -hmm. amplified that yeah we're not friends anymore that somebody actually said that because I've always got it in my head as well but then I'm like no that's just in my head nobody would think that but then right that's clearly like something you grew up with yeah and like resentful for and stuff so and then to hear it from someone else it's just like surprising yeah but that person mm-hmm. also came from like a, like a non-english family but she mm-hmm. was like second gen second mm-hmm. or third gen so she doesn't speak her family's language mm-hmm. so she only knows english so i'll just like she could say that about my family but she can't even speak her mother tongue mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i grew up quite resentful still having to do like even now still having to like translate letters you know mm-hmm. go to appointments um <laughs> yeah, doing it now last night with my parents I had to like uh I had to do an application for like 
um, like a housing something. I don't know. But I, I just got an email from my dad <laughs> saying that he wants me to read the email that he just got. And mm-hmm. yeah, I still do it now as yeah. well. Yeah, so, yeah, I still do it now. And because I thought like, I'm out of the house now, so I probably don't need to do that. I still have to do it even more now than I did before because I could just easily just do it without being told. Yeah. Because it's just there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as in terms of, like, relationship-wise, yeah, when I was younger, I was resentful for it, so I just got really annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was at university, because I, was, I wasn't living at home anymore, you know, you have to actively make that effort to speak to your parents. Mm-hmm. And I think my Vietnamese improved because I would have to speak to them in Vietnamese mm-hmm. quite often um so like my relationship with them got better because mm-hmm. I'm just speaking to them on a daily basis type of thing yeah um now I don't really care that like, they don't speak English it's just it's just it's too late for them to learn English at this point I'll just kind of need to live with it mm-hmm. kind of come to terms with it um and now I'm having to translate Vietnamese to English for my brother which is so bizarre to me but mm-hmm. <laughs> have I you think... ever had like have you ever had like um what's it communication difficulties or like you knew enough Vietnamese like uh, so some words yes yeah, some words I can't translate and you know mm-hmm. I don't know maybe it's a culture clash as well some things don't translate very well mm-hmm. at all so I know like one of the issues would probably be like I guess dating Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that was one of our topics on our podcast but like mm-hmm. if my parents were unhappy with me dating a like a non- non-Vietnamese person and then having to translate certain things in English might not translate very well or like a good understanding in Vietnamese mm-hmm. or I wouldn't know the word in Vietnamese so it's quite limited so I either have the option to try and kind of reword it or yeah. I just don't mention it at all so it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a lose-lose situation mm-hmm. basically um yeah so yeah it's, it's a struggle it's still a struggle now mm-hmm. yeah yeah. What about you, Asaki? If I have any struggles communicating? Well, not like struggles, but just like how has that kind of, whether your parent like the, whether your parents speak English or not, like has that, how has that affected kind of your view on, you know, language in terms of like which language you want, you feel like you should know more or has that kind of affected your relationships? Like, for example, like, I, I, I would assume that it's quite difficult between your brother and your parents maybe sometimes because there is that communication like barrier mm-hmm. and like whether you ever felt that or like or if you were also like if that was an insecurity yeah. like for you like growing up like Lynn yeah I remember I remember my parents always telling me to speak in Japanese in the household like don't speak in English even between like me and my brother always speak in mm-hmm. Japanese just so that we can reserve like preserve that language because I think they were afraid that living in America they would be exposed to more English so our English would get better and we wouldn't be able to communicate with them which kind of happened with my brother and I think that's what they were trying to prevent Mm -hmm. but um so I would always try to speak in Japanese to my brother and to my parents and I still do but with my brother I see that it's you know it's a lot harder to speak in Japanese with him so I everything is in English with my brother now um Mm. but them telling I don't know I feel like they've become more lenient on like the language that we use in in, within the house because they see that it's hard for both of us to speak everything in Japanese um but yeah I 
what Lynn said was basically like my whole experience as well. Like I, you know, translate everything for my parents and, you know, I, even, even when I like first started, when I uh, first moved here, um, I knew little English as well, but uh, even by then I already knew more English than my parents when I was in like third or fourth grade. So I was like translating all the parent, like parent letters that we would get from um, the school. And, you know, we would, (laughs) I would help my, there would be like um, parent teacher conferences on the weekends. And I would probably, I would like translate or I would um, have everything, all the questions that she wanted to ask um, my parent or my teacher like written down in English for her so she can like show it to the teacher or like say it um but yeah um I don't know I I still do have some struggles or like I have struggles communicating with my parents sometimes because of you know some terms that I've might have not been I've not learned or you know exposed to but I don't know. I always try to just explain the word or the situation in some way or another. Like I don't, and and my, my mom always tries to like, you know, she always understands what I'm trying to say, even if I don't know the exact (laughs) word, Um, which is nice because it doesn't make me feel stupid not knowing like what that word is or how to say that word in Japanese. So it's nice. Um, But I think before they were, they were trying harder for me to be better at Japanese, but I think they've given up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's too late. No, but um, they make fun of me whenever I say something wrong in Japanese, but, like, it's all jokes. Like, I don't really take it to heart or anything. It's all, like, but, yeah, I think. But now that I'm now that I'm working at a Japanese company and I'm using Japanese all the time, they've told me that my Japanese gotten better and I know um it's gotten better because my communication with my parents are a lot better now like in the past Mm -hmm. like year or two like I know I feel like I can speak to them easier in English or Japanese um yeah did you ever feel like I mean for the both of you um like did you ever have like I know so basically you guys both like seem like it seems like you both have similar experiences and it seems like there's also like a bit of especially when you were younger this feeling of kind of shame not shame but like a little bit of embarrassment like you wish like Mm -hmm. that the thought of oh why can't they speak English or what oh why can't they do this or like you know Mm -hmm. but was there also a time where you kind of thought maybe I should learn you know Japanese more or maybe I should make an effort with Vietnamese or like the other way Mm -hmm. around or was it like you know I'm just wondering it's I I think it's very like it genuinely I'm I'm so interested because I feel like my experience is very different Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. not very different but different I completely understand like you're in a country that and you're living a life that does not necessitate those languages like why you know in Mm -hmm. in many ways like why do you need to learn it and 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's a, that that's a big part of it too. And I don't want to make it mm-hmm. seem like you guys are horrible <laughs> people because <laughs> you're absolutely not. But, you know, just like, was there ever a time when you also considered like, oh, maybe I should make a bit of an effort, like going the other way? I think for me, um, I didn't, you know, make an effort to really learn Vietnamese. And like, even when I was going to, uh, like the Saturday schools to learn and read and all this in Vietnamese, I didn't put, I literally just was mucking around. I was playing around. I wasn't like listening in class, mm. very disruptive. Um, um, but then when I went to university, I chose to learn Chinese Mandarin. I think oh, that really yeah. annoyed my parents because <laughs> it's like, why are you oh, studying right. Chinese Another, Mandarin? Yeah. But you're not, but you're not learning Vietnamese, like in a, um, like an academic sense. Mm-hmm. And for me, I learned, I chose to learn Chinese Mandarin more of like in a career or like, mm-hmm. or my like resume type of aspect to it. Cause it's more like, you know, employable, you know, the markets, you know, the, the field that I would go into, there's like a massive, you know, skill or need to learn Chinese Mandarin. Like I thought like learning Vietnamese, mm-hmm. there's no, <laughs> there's no benefit to it other than just right. speaking to my family members. And like for me living in a Western society with the career path that I want to go into, mm-hmm. there's still no need to learn Vietnamese on that mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But saying that, I learned Chinese Mandarin for two years and I've I forgot everything. <laughs> so like I went to I went to a summer camp in China. Do you remember? I went to Beijing for like three weeks. Oh, yeah. And there's me thinking I was fluent before I went. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, honestly bossing it every test all good <laughs> speaking reading writing I could do everything I went there and I was like what the speed the speed that they're speaking in it was like ranked up times by 10 I was like you need to slow slow down right. and then it just like everything that was happening was just like it just took me like 10 times longer to understand what they were saying but then mm-hmm. also think about how to translate it back so it made sense <laughs> <laughs> and then because I was around that environment for like three weeks straight like all day every day like I had classes as well as just like you know going out and shopping and stuff and I tried my best to like practice and by like the last week I was able to like order food have a chat with like the vendors about like my background and all this stuff I was even bargaining you know that's a top <laughs> Asian skill top that's Asian school like fluent yeah exactly. that's when you're fluent your fluency yes. depends on how well you negotiate <laughs> <laughs> so to me I was pretty fluent and then yeah. I was like yeah it's fine and then in my final year of university I didn't have the option to do it anymore <clears throat> so that's me thinking yeah that's it as in that's it I'm, I'm fluent now I could put that on my CV I'm fluent in Chinese Mandarin good and then I it only dawned on me uh when I met my brother's like in-laws and uh, some of them were Cantonese and some of them could speak Mandarin. Uh-huh. And then my mom, mom was braggish, like, oh, she could speak Chinese. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I knew their family was from Hong Kong. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't speak Cantonese. It's Mandarin. <laughs> and then she started speaking to me in Mandarin. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot everything. <laughs> I literally panicked. And I was like, grape. That's all I remembered, grape. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized oh my god I have forgotten Chinese Mandarin and I remembered right. I still had my um my like uh books to learn from and I was like mm-hmm. nope I'm going back to like square one learn just <laughs> writing out the characters and you know me yeah. legit legit and I was like I can't do it because I wasn't in like 
that work setting like you know yeah. the like education like you know in the classroom all the stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. um actively doing it was just hard I don't have the pressure <laughs> or mm. anything like that it was kind of like on my own yeah um like effort to do and I just didn't put effort in and I was like oh it's fine I just don't know Chinese take it off my CV it's fine I still have Chinese beginner level in my resume because I took Chinese <laughs> in high school <laughs> oh my god I don't remember anything it was so embarrassing no, I was so <laughs> I was so proud of myself um, I was like yes I know three languages yeah fluently. I think I just and... wanted to like tally off how many languages I can speak yeah right. I can speak all of them like I already know two why not just go for like a three more yeah no exactly yeah yeah that, yeah that's taken off that's completely taken off but yeah I basically didn't put in effort and I still didn't make the effort to learn Chinese after university and it's um. gone so it clearly is like the effort you put in and I think it is a demographic so like if I was yeah. if I was living in Vietnam or in China for a year or two um, I'll be fluent in it so like mm-hmm. my one of my brothers he moved to Hong Kong and he had like Cantonese, cl- Cantonese classes after work just you know learn Cantonese yeah. and it would just be like the odd thing he would like message me and he was like <laughs> what's the word tofu in Vietnamese I was like I was like one why do you need to word why do you need to know the word tofu in Vietnamese I was like second I was like it sounds exactly how it is but with an accent like yeah. legit like, <laughs> to- tofu in in Vietnamese is like the hall and uh-huh. I was like it's pretty much tofu like, <laughs> like I even like you know like worded it out so like just like the pronunciation yeah, kind yeah. Of, like, worded out and he was like yeah I still can't I was like oh my god and I was at work at this time and I was at the bank so I like left my office, went into the hallway, and voice recorded myself like the hall. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Why do you need to know this?" He was just like, "So his manager is like American Vietnamese, and he also forgot the word tofu." And I was like, "I still don't understand why you need to know the word tofu." But okay, it's yeah. almost so. It's all. I swear to God, it's almost the same. It is in Chinese. It's just a so. pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> weird but yeah no, but like pronunciation English. in Chinese is hard there's like five different ways yeah. to say like ma like, oh ma ma I, I'm, bu- I'm butchering it right now so I don't want to like put myself it's out the there. same it's the same in Vietnamese oh. so it's a very to- tonal language tonal, yeah so there's, yeah so there's me thinking like I oh I can pick it. Chinese up really easily it's, yeah, it's the same as Vietnamese it's so not but it is at the same time <laughs> So, like, I would get, like, the grasping of the tonal, like, aspect right. to it quite easily. Um, but, obviously, there's, like, the character aspect to it as well as, like, the, like, Latin mm-hmm. pronunciation kind of, like, alphabet to it. Yeah. So, there's, like, mm-hmm. two other aspects. I'm not having to learn the characters and the <laughs> the the tonal section. <laughs> it was just yeah. too much. And I was like, I picked this because I thought it was easy. That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Japanese is not a tonal language is it no well I no and like I think this is oh. well, another thing about like Asia is that every language is so different I because you know how like in um and like uh what do you call it Germanic like you have like Germanic languages you have like Latin languages and mm-hmm. like you have yeah. like Greek languages and like they say that which I think to a degree is true. Like if you learn French, for example, it's a lot easier to learn yeah. um, Spanish and Italian and things. They're rooted. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I really don't, I, I feel like that is not the case in Asian languages because it, like you said, like with 
like if Viet, even if Vietnamese is a tonal language, it's very different to Chinese. And even mm-hmm. if in Japan we use Chinese characters, it's very different to Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even if like Korean and Japanese sound similar, the characters are very different. Completely um, different. Yeah, ja- Japanese is not a tonal language, and I think that's yeah. why a lot of people, a lot of Japanese people, struggle with like different like foreign accents uh, like foreign yeah. language like um pronunciation pronunciations yeah yeah, yeah. because I, it's a, quite think, a simple language yeah because i think like obviously english isn't a tonal language um mm. and it's quite monotone right like you can mm-hmm. express it in a certain way but it doesn't mean it yes. doesn't like mean something else right, right. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so, like you know sometimes when i try like when go to speak to my parents in vietnamese and it's like an automatic thing like you're going on autopilot and i speak like monotone but i was like crap like i already know i butchered it what mm. i said and i'm gonna just mock me like oh you said this I <laughs> like you know when I was younger I still do it now I was like funny spite but I don't mean it but I'm like oh you don't even know English like <laughs> you don't yeah. just stop mocking me but then yeah, like, yeah. most of the time I just I just say um like you know what I mean anyways <laughs> like it's yeah. fine but when yeah. I was in Vietnam as well um like uh in 2016 um I would like say something to my cousin I think I mentioned this before I would like talk to my cousin about something like oh I want to go to I want to pop into like this shop to get x y and z and they would just look at me blank like I'm just like I spoke English yeah I'm like do you not understand what I'm saying they're like I have no idea what you're saying I was like what I was like it has been thinking of like top tier fluency (laughs) and then I like look at old mom I'm like mom I'm telling her this and she doesn't understand me she's just like how are you saying I was like I literally just said it to you and then she would literally say the same thing I said to my cousin and then she was like oh is that what she's saying I was like what <laughs> and then she was saying to my mom she was like she just sounds very weird I was like what and then that's what, when it dawned on me like you know you know we have like um you know Asian accented English or like just mm-hmm, any yeah. other language accents in English I never thought that there would be like an English accented like Vietnamese Mm. kind of thing so because mm-hmm. because like you know like I said like English is quite monotone yeah. I was clearly speaking in Vietnamese very monotonely and uh. it just, just didn't understand what I was saying um it was just really funny mm. yeah <laughs> I think with have Japanese you guys, have you guys had to experience that um like, I think with you, Japanese in Japan, mm-hmm. this was Okay, so basically, I'm going to go back to when my dad got mad at me because it was a very surprising moment. I had to, like, give a speech in Japanese, and I had, like, it written up. And I find public speaking in Japanese, like, really, really nerve-wracking because I just know that I'm not very good at it, and I would rather, like, not do it. But basically, he was like you put the pauses in the wrong places. And basically what it means is that because Japanese is like made up of Japanese characters and Chinese characters as well, but especially with Mm -hmm. Chinese characters, if you put the pause in the wrong place, it potentially becomes a completely different word because you're like putting, because like Mm. one Chinese character is a word. Yeah. So like if you have like four of those together, but then you put a pause between the two, like after two and not, after four then it means something mm-hmm. completely different and he oh, was like I, I don't understand what you're saying like I don't you, you you're not making any sense and I'm like I'm just reading what's on the paper and he's like no you're not um so I think 
there's like I I have struggled with that. It's it's basically like putting like I think it would be the English equivalent of putting a comma in the wrong place. So it's like, mm-hmm. but if you like put you a comma in the wrong place in English, even if you put a if you put a comma in between, or not like in it might have a different letter, meaning. Like a, yeah, no, I get what in you a mean. sentence. Oh, I like that, if I you think, put a comma yeah, in okay, a different okay. place, then it might it potentially could have a different meaning and i think meaning, that's that's, true. that's something that i struggle with like especially reading like the chinese characters because it's i put so much effort into reading the chinese characters that i don't mm-hmm. realize like ha- whether i whether i sound like very fluent or not yeah and then it's like apparently I... people struggle yeah to, <laughs> to understand me yeah i i i have the same struggle so i indent every single like phrase so I can like put a pause and like breathe in between, but I don't know if I'm doing if I'm putting the pauses at the right part. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hard. I feel like you have to be like super. It's like you have to be like a native speaker for you to like pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you you had to do a speech in front of your dad. Or like no, 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 no. It was a speech. <laughs> I had to do a speech in front of my dad. I know, because it's like it's your like, dad listened to your speech. I, I was so confused. Or like maybe you did a speech and your dad was in the audience. I was practicing. No, no, no. I was practicing because uh, I had to do a speech. And the speech is now online. It's on YouTube. Um, oh, because okay. it was for a symposium. But I, I like, I wrote it up. And that was nerve wracking anyway, just like writing up in Japanese, and it was like it that that passed the test basically, my dad's <laughs> test. And then, um, and then I wanted to practice, so I was like, okay, just hear me out. And then I started, and he was like, nope. And then he like just snapped, and he was like, wow, oh, really? Yeah. And I and like that really got me thinking, and that's why I kind of like <laughs> that's why I. Like brought up this whole language thing as well. Like it really got me thinking that like I haven't really, I haven't really received like gotten that much pressure or like felt that much pressure from my parents with anything. Yeah. Like even like mm-hmm. my school grades, but I feel like this was a very touchy subject that I never knew even existed. Um, I think it yeah boils、yeah. well, down to like identity, right? And it was just like. Let's say, because I know one of the things what I par- like our parents teach us the language is to preserve that side of you, and it's almost like、mm-hmm. you know they gave that to us, and it's just like if we、mm-hmm. don't learn it or is completely fluent in it, it's just like、yeah. we're just pushing it back. So when I、yeah. said like I actively went and learned Chinese Mandarin, but I haven't done that for Vietnamese, they、mm-hmm. they might have felt very you know offended. Um, mm-hmm. Why I picked this language over this language, and you're like you're almost、mm-hmm. taking this identity over this identity. Like English、mm-hmm. is kind of like a common thing, anyways, because like I go to school in English and blah blah blah. But as another another foreign language, and I make、yeah. an effort to do that when it has nothing to do with. Well, I'm actually Chinese-ish, but like I it it's clearly like an identity issue, and I think、mm-hmm. that's why maybe they get a lot more offended that way. Yeah,、but、like I know my parents might think. Or maybe they failed as parents because you know, they, like my、yeah. brother doesn't know Vietnamese or something like that. Or、mm-hmm. maybe they—I don't know. It's actually interesting, but、yeah. my parents haven't really put like you know being、um, actively annoyed that I, I don't、mm-hmm. know Vietnamese. I think they 
they just kind of um, come to terms that a party won't know that much Vietnamese as they wanted mm. to. Or yeah, it's really yeah. strange because I think my mum's come to terms with it, and she was like, yeah. she she was like, okay, I think you speak a lot better Japanese than before, and you can read and write, and you can speak fluently, and everyone understands you. Like that's great on you know on a conversational level but I do feel like with my dad he's always been quite strict with like he even if I spoke in English to him he would always reply in Japanese and I think there is that you know aspect of maintaining you know identity because I am Japanese but I think with him it's also very much like this weird or maybe it's not weird this thing of if you're going to be bilingual you have to be completely bilingual. Like you cannot call yeah. yourself bilingual if you cannot do, if if your English is not the same level as your Japanese or if your level mm. is, if your Japanese mm. is, so if you can, if you can make a speech in English, then you should be able to make a speech in Japanese, no problem. And mm. I think like that's kind of the level of expectation. And then he also like, uh, he's always like expected me to learn like another language and I'm like mm. I already speak three languages like can you please like stop <laughs> but he was always he's always like um pushed me not pushed me but like Incredible. kindly um what do you call it enforced kindly me not gentle. <laughs> kindly, gentle <push. laughs> yeah gently pushed me to like learn French or like Spanish or like yeah um because I think for him it's like um yeah, I think I think because he I I I feel like with him it's like because I was raised in Europe, that's what you should mm-hmm. do. Like you should mm-hmm. make the most of the fact that you were raised in these countries to learn mm-hmm. all of these languages, and on top of that, you're Japanese, so speak Japanese well as well. Which mm-hmm. you know I am, I I can understand, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't realize that it was as touchy of a subject that it clearly was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was I was just thinking. So let's say, like, let's say he wanted you to speak. You know, because you know Dutch, right? Yeah. And your parents don't speak Dutch, right? No. So let's say you did a um a piece in Dutch. He won't. He wouldn't be as annoyed because I guess he wouldn't understand, right? So do you think it's more of the identity issue rather than like just wanting your child to strive to know other languages um yes and no because I think um if I if my if like for example if that same thing happened in English yeah he would probably find that very annoying as well so and I think it's because I think it's because um, both my parents are fluent in both English and Japanese mm. and my dad's yeah. also fluent yeah. in French so I oh, think yeah. so I think like there's something about languages that he puts yeah that's what like I was they, that they both yeah. put and like mm. um because of them yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's actually kind of interesting because um so my mum my mum's dad so my granddad on my mom's side who mm-hmm. passed away like ages ago he's actually mm-hmm. second gen american or he was um mm-hmm. and so he came to um japan when he was in middle school and he learned english like wait, from wait. uh sorry he learned japanese from scratch second gen as in like his his parents dad were... wait, can... so my great granddad on my mom's side 
was a, was was America. Yeah. Oh. And then okay. my and then were American, and then my yeah. granddad was also born in America, second gen. Okay. But he came oh, back okay, to yeah. Japan when he was in middle school, and he learned Japanese like from scratch from then. And I think my mom's kind of like she she knows the story of that, and she kind of heard the like the struggles from my granddad. I think, and then. So like she's a lot more like lenient with my English and my Japanese and like she's mm-hmm. just kind of like well if as long as you can speak conversationally then that's fine. Um yeah. but I think with my dad I think it's just more to do with like what I want to do in as a career or like you know mm-hmm. how you were brought up and it's like you know don't don't go let this education go to waste. Um mm-hmm. but yeah I think so with me like I always found it language was always important for me and I completely agree I think language is very important but at the same time like also a source of anxiety and that it has to kind of be like fluent perfect um yeah but yeah um anyway let's go back to the questions but I think it's so interesting like what you guys were talking about because it's just yeah I don't really but I want to keep in the whole like identity thing and we yeah. did touch upon it, but do you think that Asian culture encourages the keeping of like um, original identity? Um, not necessarily, like I don't want to compare cultures or anything, but I do know of cultures that kind of already from the beginning um, have English, like spoken English in like within the kind of conversations, if that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered whether it was a very Asian thing to have parents who are a little bit more strict when it comes to like speaking mm-hmm. that language at home with the yeah. family. Um, yeah, I wondered what you thought because I, um... I kind of think it does in a way. Not necessarily more than others or anything, but I certainly feel like Asian culture encourages it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like... Um... I actually mentioned this to my um, flatmates um, because I was just saying, oh, you know, I'm doing another recording and it's going to be around these topics. And so his family background um, is Nigerian. So, um, and I just asked, um, did you, like, what's your first language? And he's just said, um, he just knows English. He doesn't Mm -hmm. understand uh, the Mm -hmm. mother tongue. He can't speak it Mm -hmm. either. And um, it's quite, common actually that i've heard with um like loads of um nigerians or like any other like african countries that um you know obviously my experience i can't obviously speak for the whole place like Mm -hmm. um like they don't actually know their mother tongue so and i i kind of asked why and it was Mm -hmm. more of their parents wanted them to ingrain themselves in western Mm -hmm. society so Mm -hmm. they encouraged them to only speak english Mm -hmm. yeah so um, it was around like, so to, the parents would speak to them in English, but then amongst the parents, they would speak the mother tongue to each other, oh, that's which was really interesting to me. Right. Yeah, really, really interesting. And so like, for me, it was like almost the opposite where like mm. mm-hmm. my parents speak Vietnamese to each other. They would speak only Vietnamese to us and they didn't want us to speak English amongst mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, like, with the Vietnamese um, community, it's almost uh, uncommon to hear Vietnamese parents, like immigrant parents, speaking English or even knowing English. 
Mm. So like, you know, when I told you about how like I felt, you know, embarrassed and resentment that my parents couldn't speak English, but mm-hmm. it was actually quite common. Like all of my family, friends, mm-hmm. and parents also don't know English mm-hmm. as well. And um, I don't know if that's more of they wanted to preserve that, you know, their ident- like Vietnamese identity or um, yeah, I don't know. I think they just kind of knew we were going to be ingrained in like the Western society because of school, mm-hmm. schooling and the media that we're exposed to and stuff. But I don't know. It's quite interesting. I don't know if it's more of like a strict thing or an identity. I think it's more of an identity thing, just preserving mm-hmm. it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they've already come to this country not mm-hmm. knowing, like, you know, they're having struggles understanding everything, etc. But they still want to preserve it because there's no schools for us to learn Vietnamese. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting actually yeah what do you think like, yeah yeah um I think for my parents like I said they didn't want me speaking English in the house because they wanted me to keep up with my Japanese and, and my brother as well um I forgot what I was gonna say I mean I was thinking like you know I was also thinking about you know African culture as well um also um like indian culture like i know that india is also yeah. asia mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and also but I, and i and i do think that in many ways it's a, it's slightly different because i think they have a longer history of um like generations because of you know yeah. british colonization and, and and everything um but i do find that as uh, compared to like east asia it's a lot more like more of a they allow kind of english speaking like environments in the household um from from my personal experience um because i find it very interesting that like let's say um i know a couple people from hong kong and singapore and those are also like mainly english-speaking places Mm -hmm. um but even them with their parents Mm -hmm. they speak cantonese or you know the the original kind of local mother tongue and I thought that was really interesting that even, you know, within like East Asian culture, there's this, con- there's, it seems like there's a firm belief in that, you know, household, we maintain our identity, we maintain our culture, whatever you do outside is up to you, but mm-hmm. um, in the hope that that continues, but I don't know if that's actually, you know, if it's, if it does continue, but I thought that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember what I was gonna say okay good yeah so basically (laughs) um I was just thinking I feel like um if they want to like the amount of um if they want to preserve their language or not kind of goes back to their intention of like why they came to America because my parents Mm -hmm. they didn't come here to stay in America they just came here they thought they were going to stay here for five years and then they ended up staying for like almost 20 years and we're here now Mm -hmm. and I feel like that like my parents always knew that they were going to go back you know within like a year or two and and then they kept on pushing it back like oh in a year or two in a year or two so they always wanted me and my brother to keep up with my Japanese just in case we go back to Japan Mm -hmm. you know in the middle of high school middle of you know middle school and we can like um, you know, keep going with our education without any like pause in between um, because of our language barrier. But towards you know, when I when I um, was looking for when I was applying for college, 
like later when we got older, I think they realized that we're probably going to stay here a lot longer than they expected. And I think that's when they started being more lenient on like what language you speak in the house. Um, they weren't as mad when the, when me and my brother started speaking in English inside the house. They like they like encouraged it because it helped my brother, you know, um, build his language uh, skill, both in English and Japanese. Um, but yeah, I know, I feel like if your intention of coming to America was to be American and like mm -hmm. stay here and be, you know, first gen, second gen, I feel like you would expect your family to speak in English so that you can be more like Americanized or like more mm -hmm. Westernized. And I think it was different from my parents or from my family because that's not, that wasn't their intention, but yeah. Interesting. And how important is language to your identity personally? Like, what do you feel about language? I think, um, let's say I didn't know Vietnamese and obviously my parents speak Vietnamese. I don't think I would feel Vietnamese if I didn't know the language. Mm. So like, I think uh, me telling people, oh yeah, I'm Vietnamese, but then I can't speak Vietnamese. It's like, can I really call myself Vietnamese? It's just more of like, I just look Vietnamese. But I can't mm -hmm. speak it so yeah I, I I think it is quite important like the language itself to actually know and you know that it you're able to speak to your parents you're you're then able to speak to your extended family back in the motherland type of thing and it's and it's almost actually do you know what when I went to Vietnam recently like a couple of years ago uh 2018 or 19 um <clears throat> You know, like they knew I was like foreign, like they knew I was not Vietnamese, basically, like from Vietnam, basically. So when I spoke to like the Uber, sorry, it's not an Uber, I think it's Grab there. Grab, yeah. <laughs> and they could see my name is Lin, obviously, it's a Vietnamese mm -hmm. name. And they'll just, you know, they'll automatically speak to me in English first, like really broken English. But then I'll speak to them fluently in Vietnamese, and they, they're actually surprised that I know uh, Vietnamese um they're like oh you speak it so well like how, how have you kept it how have you been able to maintain uh the language and I was like oh I'll just speak to my parents in Vietnamese and that's how I've kept it so it's almost like I felt um you know when I told you I felt like when I was in Vietnam or like a foreigner but it was just like oh they actually see me as Vietnamese because I can speak mm. it and mm. I think that's that's what why it's so important to learn your mother tongue I think so yeah it means a lot to me basically long story short mm. I just I just elongated that <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> see i i i ask this question because i felt like a lot of people would say that it is important and i don't know if i feel like it is i i don't know if i feel as if language is an important like i do believe that it's part of my identity but i think the reason why is because i you know either way if i speak english or in an english speaking setting people assume or have an assumption that I don't speak English to begin with anyway yeah, so yeah. there's that assumption and then in in Japanese they might have an assumption that I speak Japanese and then once I start speaking it's very clear that I'm not fluent or like it's there's something different that they pick up on that isn't kind of what they expected and mm. for me like I feel that language is uh, uh communicate like is a way of communication um yeah. is obviously the first entry to all communications and so I think it's really important 
but I feel like it's something that's more kind of not necessarily related to my identity as such but more something fun and casual and a way to be able to speak mm-hmm. to different people in their own mother tongue um yeah. and I and I think with regards to my identity I think I struggle with it because I don't I'm I cannot be perfect in both in or in any of the languages that I speak mm-hmm. and then people are disappointed either way I mean like I <laughs> I don't, you know, like when I speak English, people aren't disappointed, but people are surprised. Um, yeah. But when I speak Japanese, like definitely, I think people are like, oh, like there, there's always like some kind of comment of like, oh, that's strange. Or like someone laughing at what I said wrong or kind of making a joke about it. Or it's like, oh, like, are you? So there's like a word called kikokushijo, which is basically like um, someone who's Japanese but haven't lived in Japan for a very long time and then came back. Oh, um, I see. And they're like, oh, are you this, you know, kikokushijo? Mm. And I'd be like, yes. And they're like, oh, that's why. And it's like, that's why what? And it's like, oh, mm. because you're, you know, it's it sounds strange. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like with language, it's very difficult for me to say that it's important to my identity, because I just feel like it's, I lose either way. <laughs> that's, that's quite interesting. Because like, yeah, that mm. like, what you said about that phrase, in, in uh, Vietnamese, there's, a, there's also like a phrase. Mm. And it's like, uh, which is like a foreign Vietnamese, right? Foreign, foreign Vietnamese person, which is obviously like, your parents of Vietnamese but mm-hmm. you live somewhere else basically yeah and I don't know if that's if like you was born in Vietnam and then you moved but it's just basically you're a foreigner basically mm-hmm. and uh, I remember like going around with, yeah I was going around with my cousin and my brother and they was like oh who's this and because we live in like a small village so like if someone Vietnamese just randomly came in a village like who is this they would know um they would just say like oh you know they're my cousins they're from like london and they would just say automatically like oh yeah they're they're that type of person and i was like yeah mm-hmm. do they know vietnamese oh little i was like hey there's me thinking i was blown i could hear everything you're saying right now <laughs> yeah kind of thing so uh, yeah i think there's like it's it's odd to to think there's a natural term for like a foreigner basically yeah and I think it's like, you know how you said that when you were in Vietnam, like when you spoke Vietnamese, they, you, and they accepted it, like you felt Vietnamese, like you felt validated, yeah. like as yeah. uh, reassured as a Vietnamese. I felt, I sometimes feel the opposite that when I speak Japanese and it's not like, it doesn't come across and people don't understand it, that, you know, mm-hmm. it's the opposite of validation. It's just like, oh, they don't understand me. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. what am I? Oh, am I Japanese? And, like, I've struggled with, like, and I think I've spoken to, like, Lynn as well with this, like, language is just such a big issue with me in a way because, like, it's also kind of, I've struggled with, um like, should I get, you know, a Dutch passport? Like, I had an opportunity to get a Dutch passport mm-hmm. ages ago and I, like, wondered whether I should or not because, like, language-wise, I speak Dutch and I speak English and that ticks all the boxes for me to be Dutch um and I you know and I can pass the test but I have a I have this Japanese passport and I don't and I felt like language was one of the main reasons why I didn't pass that test because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't I wasn't completely fluent like I would consider myself fluent but not to the extent that other people saw me as fluent or like they didn't see me fluent and Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know I don't I don't know I feel like it doesn't identify me 
in a way like it does but it doesn't if that makes sense mm-hmm. I always have struggles with Japanese as well like even at work when you know I do presentations in Japanese and like afterwards my co-workers co-workers would come up to me and say like oh my gosh like your Japanese is so good and I'm like I saw myself as a native Japanese speaker before she said it and I'm like Mm -hmm. the fact that she said that to me kind of just shows that she didn't see me as Japanese she saw me as like an American or a foreign Mm -hmm like not Japanese and I like kind of questioned my like who I was or (laughs) (laughs) who am I no but the like if she saw me as Japanese she wouldn't have said that like she would have expected me to speak Japanese well Mm -hmm. you know but I, I don't know it's just like those little like comments that I get from people around me just questions how like I do I guess I do see language as important because I don't know yeah like it kind of defines it also defines like like if you can speak a language you're surrounded by people who can speak that language you know so I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of it doesn't shape your identity but it, it definitely has an effect in who you are because it depends mm-hmm. on it, it changes who you're talking to who you're surrounded to uh, surrounded mm-hmm. with all the time so I think it's really important, but you don't have to, like, stress about how, like, you know, if you don't speak this language, you're not this, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't speak Japanese, you're not Japanese. Like, like, I still see myself as Japanese as well, even though yeah. I'm not fluent in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's, um, you know how I was, like, mentioning how, like, you know, growing up, I was just, like, annoyed that my mom, my parents can speak English. But then, like, when we go to Vietnam, I feel I still feel like my mum feels a bit embarrassed. Like, we don't know that much Vietnamese. Mm. Do you get me? Mm. So, you know how, like, my younger brother doesn't know, like, almost nothing in mm. Vietnamese? Um, like, I sent him this meme this morning. It was, like, a Vietnamese meme. And it was, like, this girl. And she was, like, practicing, like, ordering, like, a baguette in Vietnamese, basically. Like a grilled pork Vietnamese baguette. Like she was practicing in her head. And you know when you get like really anxious, you're like practicing it in your head before you, you like say it incorrectly. Yeah. And like when when it was her go, the woman was just like, Oh yeah, so like like next customer, what do you want? And she just like froze. And she just basically had like a brain fart and just forgot what yeah. to say. And then um and then she eventually just said it in English. Yeah. And then like the the wait waitress or something was saying like how could you be Vietnamese and not know Vietnamese? How embarrassing. I was like, damn. Like, uh, I know it was a joke. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. a really funny, really yeah. funny me. But I, it really hit me just now as well. I was like, I didn't really think about it on the other side. Where like, no, I'm embarrassed. Like, my parents don't know English. I didn't really think about if they get embarrassed that we don't know Vietnamese. And I don't I think so. Yeah. my brother. And he just like, I, like yeah. Yeah, I said this to my brother. And he was like, I feel attacked. I feel really attacked. Yeah. And then yeah. there's been times where I was, I was in, um, I was in Paris. And there's like a massive Vietnamese community there because you know it was an ex-colony, mm. and um, I don't know French, um, and French people well they couldn't speak English, so I went to Vietnamese um, like restaurants and cafes and I just spoke to them in Vietnamese. Um, so I'll just say like do you know I speak Vietnamese They're like yeah cool and then I'll just like completely forget English forget French went to Vietnamese, <laughs> and there's been times where I just had like, a brain fart and I was like I forgot the word mango. <laughs> so like I was like oh like, do, you want, do you want anything else I just paused and I was like um, <laughs> I just pointed I was like oh I'm one of those you know those like people who just point I was like oh god but I have that <laughs> so when I get 
I, that, that was my question to you guys. Do you guys have any like brain farts and languages? <laughs> All the time. Like, I have it like I used to have it. I have it a lot less now, but definitely a couple of years back when you get a menu in a Japanese restaurant and you just and you get a Japanese menu. Sometimes they'll give you like an English menu and you're like, oh, excuse me, I speak. And then you wish that you hadn't said that because then they'll... Wait, one sec, one sec. She's clearly got a story. Look at her. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to tell a story about when I, like, pronounced the... You know when we went to that restaurant? Oh, that was when we were together. I don't I even know what it was. And they, like... And she, the waitress is super nice about it and she didn't, like, laugh or anything. But you guys, like... Like, freaking... Uh, put me under the bus. It was. It was an. I think it was like one of those. Like you put the pause in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah like yeah. But basically, yes. like you know, they'll give you a Japanese menu, and it's like, okay, right. Don't know how to read it, and you look for yeah. the pictures, and you're like, okay, I think this is <laughs> this one is this, and this one is this, and then when the waitress comes, and they're like, what do you want? And you just go. This one, yeah. and you just <laughs> and you're like, uh, can I have this? And you're just oh, it's true when you like uh, like each other, like who has the same you know level of language, like you and me, yeah. because we all get it. Like we all would do the same thing, and we just crack out because I can just see yeah. going uh, this one, <laughs> <laughs> or like so you funny. try or you try and like say it but then it's like goes really bad so correct you or something and it's like Chinese characters like there's like two at least two ways of like saying it there's like two different readings so like you would you already from the beginning like you read it wrong and it's like oh okay (laughs) this is bad this is bad Um, that's really funny because like you know when I told you I was in Paris I was actually with a friend who was Vietnamese but he didn't know any Vietnamese like even worse than my brother Mm -hmm. so it was like obviously he didn't know French we knew English they don't know English you know but anyways so there's me thinking yeah I'm like this I can't swear I was gonna say boss it's fine Uh, I'm like this super (laughs) fluent like Vietnamese woman I was like so empowered I was like yeah I can speak Vietnamese I was like yeah like um, start speaking to a person like, oh yeah, I want to get this baguette and this and that, and then we just start talking about like, oh you know, where they asked me where I'm from. I was like, yeah, we're from London. The baguettes here are, like super cheap and all this stuff, right? <laughs> also got a discount. You know, I love a discount <laughs> uh, because because I simply knew Vietnamese, and I think that boils down to like that identity thing. Like they can relate. They like they have that like yeah. connection with me. So I was like, do you know what? This is friendly. Let's just discount it, anyways. So when it, I went to the same place the next day, right, yeah. uh, and then I just got the word mango. How embarrassing that was! My <laughs> face just went red. I was like, I just pointed. I was like, <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, like ten minutes later, I like got the everything I needed, yeah. and I left. And I was like, oh, I will remember the word mango now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. Well, like when you, I've, I've had, <laughs> I've had it recently. Where, um, so I think I still get it wrong. So I don't want to say it unless I get it wrong. But basically, the word for living together in Japanese, and the word for same-sex marriage sounds the same, or like sounds okay. very similar, and I've. And I realized only recently that I've basically been asking every single time where I've had a conversation that revolves around like living together. 
if they've been having a like same sex relationship. Oh gosh. And I'm just and I just realized that the other day and then I but like but I also realized that everyone's being really nice to me and like pretending to hear it. Like I think they understood like what I was saying. But then I realized yeah. I was like, oh okay, so all my life I've been saying it wrong. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, oh gee, thanks. Like one of you could have you know corrected I, me. No. I had a similar I had a also a similar experience because like the word like you know like pate, like that liver pate. Like mm-hmm. it's the same word in Vietnamese, it'll be like but in an accent, it'll be like pate, yeah. But then it's like tonal, so then it also means homosexual. <laughs> but, but apparently, I kept on saying it in the tone of um, homosexual. So I was like, "Can I have like pate in my baguette?" <laughs> <laughs> it was just so like comical. I was like, "Yeah, I can I have a homosexual baguette?" <laughs> 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 make it make sense. Oh, yeah, there's, I think like you know, there's that frustration of having to you know upkeep both languages, but there's just so many funny stories with it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think also because like the two languages that we know are so different, you know, like English yeah. and Japanese or English and Vietnamese. Yeah, it's not like, like English yeah. and you wouldn't Spanish you wouldn't get yeah. those two mixed up, but it's just mm. like within the language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do so some like, you know, that I don't know in like either language, and I just put it. I just use that word while I'm talking in another language. So I would speak in Japanese, yeah. and they would just put in English word, and I just hope oh, that yeah. you know the person that I'm talking to also understands what I'm talking about. I would say I, actually... I, I I would say those like words like those English words in like a Japan slightly Japanese accent. So like to make so like if I was saying like if I was if I was having a conversation and let's say that I didn't I forgot how to say like reminder like oh please remind me then I'd be like remindo <laughs> and then hope for the best and like hope that they would understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. yeah. I, I yeah. remember like I think I remember asking you when we was at university, you know, oh, how do you say blah 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 in, in Japanese? And you just say it to me and it, I was like, this sounds exactly like in English. So I was gonna ask you, is there is there any words that you like let's say um I think we've kind of established like our mo- main languages is English. Are there any words in uh, in the Japanese language that you will still say in Japanese because like um, I asked um, no my, I think my, my flatmate asked me this or I mentioned it I can't remember but there are certain words that I would just still say in Vietnamese like when I was younger I didn't know the word I didn't know the English word for duvet uh-huh. and I knew the word Vietnamese, in Vietnamese and me and my siblings we would just say the Vietnamese term for it mm-hmm. like even till now, I'll still say it in Vietnamese, even though I know the word yeah, yeah, duvet yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And it like that, and like some things don't translate very well, or like yeah. we have like a combination of like salt and salt and pepper. You know, like um, people have it separately, but in Vietnamese, we have like an actual combined salt and pepper mm-hmm. like thingy. Oh, that's so useful. It's what? so useful, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Anyways, but it translates <laughs> literally to like salt pepper, not salt and pepper, right. just salt pepper. But instead of saying that, I just asked my brother, I was like, can you just pass me that in Vietnamese? And he'll still understand what it is. I still say it now as well. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's a lot that I do, but I can't. Yeah, like I was, that was one of the questions. So thank you, Lynn, because I was going to ask if there are any like untranslatable words, you know, in your language that you, that you want to share or might be useful. Um, 
I don't know. I would say like, I mean, there's a lot of untranslatable words, but one of the things that I really like is obviously itadakimasu is like, you know, before you eat. Bon appetit. And it's like, yeah, kind of like bon appetit, but it's like, thank you for your Thank you for cooking Meal, it. Yeah. I will have it. Yeah. I am grateful. I taught, I taught like. Dan how to say it. So now he says it right before we eat every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Even just like when it's just the two of us. But now he knows how to say it when he comes over to my house and eats my mom's food. But I don't um, know. Like those small things, like not small, but like those things like salt, pepper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there's. I don't know why we do it though as well. I know there's a. This is going to like. It's. It's not like a common word that we're gonna that we use every day, but I know there's a word karoshi, and that's like I don't know why, um, but it's basically a word that Japan like came up with recently. I think to um, it, it basically means like the death um, or dying from like overworking, like working oh, too much. Okay. Like people just die. Like some people has like passed away because they work too much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we don't have that word in America or any other country that I know of. And I feel like that kind of represents mm-hmm. like the culture yeah. in Japan. And like we, it's it's they would only have that word in Japan because of that culture. But mm-hmm. it's not like a word that we use commonly like in every day. I was gonna say um, it's quite interesting. So you know, like how like reflective certain terms in like your mother tongue does does not translate well in mm. English. So like I remember when I was younger, mom telling me like no, no not insults, but like you know when you get in trouble and like oh if you do this, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z to you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I was like that doesn't make sense. She says like one of the things like when you you know when you're naughty, it's like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you so hard you're gonna stick on the wall. I was like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Oh, there's, there's something. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense, type of thing. And all, like, any swear words. I was like, that's quite vulgar, wasn't it? Well, that's quite mean. <laughs> what well, I was going to ask as well. Um, so, have you ever come across, like, someone or, like, a friend or someone asking you, can you teach me something in, you know, your in this language? What do you, <laughs> what do you teach them? Or if you do? I always say I never know um, what to say. What do you want me to teach you? Yeah. yeah. And if they say anything, then I'm like, I cannot help you. They always <laughs> they like, always say, Oh, how do you say my name? I'm like, come on, like you know your name is gonna stay the same but different accent. Like, give me something else. <laughs> yeah. That I yeah, that's such a good I, I, question actually. I feel what like do you say? Most of the time, I think most of the time it's um or like hi how are you or something like that yeah. or like numbers but you know like most of the time uh, people just want to know swear words mm. and That's I remember true. like yeah. um I remember like I had a I had like ex-boyfriend when I was in university and out of everything that I had taught him he remembered the swear word I was like oh, of course <laughs> I was like please don't say that out loud it's a very bad swear word like don't <laughs> ever yeah. um so yeah it would be a swear word or like high high um, or numbers i think well like if they say to you or if they ask you like oh say, can you say something in vietnamese or can you say something in japanese what do you say yeah. i genuinely like 
I literally I like, like lose the I, ability to yeah, speak. Yeah. It literally happened in this pot, like recording when you just when yeah. you literally just told me is an example. I just <laughs> forgot all the Vietnamese words that existed in my brain. Yeah, and it's because I just, like, like, I just know English now. <laughs> and I think it's like it's one of those things that like they're probably not. You could probably say anything and they they'd be happy. They wouldn't even. Yeah. But like you think so much into it, yeah. And it could it could be like, why do you want to know? Like that could be the sentence, but it's just like weird saying it i always tell them like how to say my hi my name is whatever yeah that's the most mm. basic thing but i always yeah, yeah feel uncomfortable saying speaking in japanese in front of my english speaking friends if it's not to like like t- to them in japanese but it's like the expectation of like american people like if if an american person not american but like a western person speaks another language it's like like a skill you know like a, mm-hmm. a skill that you're proud of but like for us it's just like something that it's expected like oh you don't know japanese mm-hmm. but you're japanese why not you know mm-hmm. yeah. so i was thinking because this is a language episode so should we like actually say something in our own language to like finish it <laughs> off or to stop oh my it gosh this is like oh, say something in japanese i don't know japanese. <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna sleep straight after this so i would probably say oyasumi nasai which is good night. I don't even know what good night in Vietnamese is. This is I'll so say, bad. I'll say onakasuita because I haven't eaten today and I'm hungry. I'm just going to say I'm hungry, which is uh, doi because I'm, I haven't eaten lunch uh-huh. and I'm going to go eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. mm. Food Gosh. for thought at the end. Yeah. Comment down below <laughs> or wherever. Swipe up, email us. Send us an email. If you've had any difficulties of your language, slide into DMs. Mine are still empty. Yeah, I want to hear everybody <laughs> else's experience. We'd love to hear your experiences and stories as well on this topic. If you want to connect with us, find us at our Instagram, at Asian Narrative Project, and send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you. And make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button for our monthly episodes. Mm-hmm.